Yes, yes, yes. You're listening to the Word Spoken Podcast, the poetry podcast that brings you the best. This is episode 26, and I'm your host, Henry. Thank you for tuning in. This episode, we've got Sam Castle Ward coming on to the show. So let me give you a, li- a little bit of background to this episode. It's kind of organized in collaboration with Carousel. Um, and, Car- and Carousel is a Brighton-based award-winning charity which supports learning disabled people to achieve their creative ambitions. Um, so what it does is it sort of runs workshops, training and events for learning disabled artists in the field of music, film, digital media and also podcasting. And so kind of part of that charity as well is they have this thing called Carousel Radio, which showcases the creative voice of, of the learning disabled community with a kind of focus on poetry, stories and music. Um, the show itself is broadcast on Brighton's Radio Reverb and is available as a podcast on all podcast apps by searching for Carousel Radio. So why am I mentioning this so much? Well, Sam is actually the resident poet um, at Carousel Radio and Dave Lavis, the guy that kind of runs that station, basically got in touch with me and was like, look, we have a number of poets that that kind of come onto our show. Would you be interested in doing an episode? And I was like, yeah, sure. Awesome. Send over the showreel. Sent over Sam's showreel and I really, really loved it. So uh, we organised an episode. I will point out that this was kind of recorded before the lockdown happened. So um, yeah, we did do it actually in the World Spoken Studio, um, whereas kind of any upcoming ep- episodes, for now at least, are going to be recorded remotely. So it's going to be a bit of a new challenge, but excited to kind of get that up and running. Um, so to give Sam a follow on Instagram, uh, head to Sam Castle Ward. So it's just Sam spelled normally and then C A S T E L L W A R D. Um, to check out his website as well he has a website called www.samcastleward.com so go and check that out Um, the three poems we get to hear are entitled Through the Circle The Bullies Always Win and then finally I Wish I Was Bothered so make sure you give Sam a follow on Instagram and I hope that you enjoy the episode the first poem we get to hear is Through the Circle The science that they teach you is that the lives of animals are just to reproduce their species as a lifelong ritual. All the killing and the matings for a greater, higher cause, so their offspring live to do the same till it's time to pass the torch. The system we're born into writes our life goals step by step. We're taught to learn our lessons, then get a job, then find someone to wed. It feels chilling when you discover you're set to reproduce then die and next in line are your children there to live out the same life. For those who oversee our pass through this process fight those who oppose for years until the dominant side gradually weakens and is indisposed. We carry on and we rebuild everything that's ours with what is left until we see it knocked right down as the others pass the test. We live through this alone until we find someone to whom we're drawn. Our relationship does change as we see our union rise before it falls. However far we come, it ends and we find we're back by ourselves. Things are back how they were before until we find someone else. All we have gained is threatened by the circle of conflict. Our leaders fight their counterparts by sending some of us to kill. 
The people fight for honour. They've been brought up to love this. When their lives end, there'll be new blood when their children are all grown up. The people revive their land and grow their presence there once more. Every generation helps recovery from the war. The conditions to improve through decades, but the situation is still tense for one day, any time those with ammunition could choose to recommence. Are we humans different to the dinosaurs that we replaced? We too live our lives and fight each other and eat and sleep and mate. Is the nuclear button the reinvention of the meteor that hit the earth? After it's been pressed, will there be a new species to restart the circle? So Sam, thank you very much for performing that first piece for us on Word Spoken. Um, and thank you very much for coming down. Um, my first question is, how are you doing? Are you well? Uh, yeah, I believe I'm yeah, well enough. <laughs> it's good, yes, good to, good to be here. So yeah. That makes me feel well enough. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> no, I mean, you're more than welcome. Um, so um, the first kind of question I had for you is um, at what age... So you, I've, I've kind of been reading uh, through your website and looking at some of the online uh, content you have. And it seems to seem uh, that you are a man of many talents. You're an actor, musician, singer, poet, actor, artist. A, ve- a very long list of talents. So my first question is, at what age did you um, first get into kind of your creative side of yourself? I think the first creative thing i did was either poetry or drawing Mm -hmm. i used to do since i was a little kid i used to do both both i used to do both of them i used to i used to write poems a lot in school and um i used and i was always told i was good at that when i used to you write them a lot when i was in school and also i would always draw just all the time just at home just as it was my kind of my pastime i don't what i'd always uh do when I was a really little kid was draw. Then I kind of stopped. I kind of stopped doing them for quite a a long time actually until um, until I was a bit older. Then then they became more occasional when I would do either drawing or poetry, and I focused on yeah doing more of my music. But it wasn't until but then when I was um, about about three years ago, I started going to um, this. Uh, organization heart and soul mm-hmm. uh one of their who in south london i went to their this thing they put on called all sorts where you could get involved in different activities including music but also things like drawing gardening acting and um poet and poetry mm. and it was through going to there i started doing what well, the drawing and the poetry more again and then it was um through that i managed to get in touch with dave from carousel yeah and I so yeah I'd written, I wrote a poem a poem for them and he said and he asked if I wanted to be uh like a resident poet and that mm-hmm. and so that even more that kept me continue um so after sort of heart and soul they also encouraged me to write po- yeah poems more then I then I got sort of encouraged to keep doing it even yeah more so and with and, reg- and more regularly with carousel. So, 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 um, I really want to speak about that radio station in a small bit, but my first kind of question is bringing it back to when you started writing poetry. So when you started writing poetry when you were in school, what kind of stuff were you writing about? It was just different, whatever things we were told to write about. There was, 
I was asked, I'm writing a poem about autumn mm-hmm. in uh, English, um, and as in, well, in the language English, but also in the, the, su- the subject English. Yeah. To clarify, I remember um, in RE, like religious education, I was told to write, you know, if you had, if, say, if I had a kid, what I'd want from them, I'd write a poem about that. And I remember also writing a poem when I was when I was 13 and uh oh, I may have been 12 actually uh in mm. 2000 for this this book was well, book that was published in 2000 called Future Voices from South Essex and it was a book of poetry and I wrote that actually I wrote that about wrestling because I used to, uh, I used to watch the land wrote into um wrestling and I wanted, mm. to, wanted to write about that and um and also I remember when I was because because people uh, not your school but also my family heard that I was good at good at poetry. My um, my I remember when I was visiting my family once. My uncle asked me to write a poem to tell people to fill the kettle up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What? As in after it has been used? After, after it had been used, yeah. Because I think it was a, basically I think he was annoyed that people after they used the kettle they didn't they didn't <laughs> fill it, they didn't put water back in it again after, afterwards so he asked if I could write a poem to re- remind people to do that <laughs> well I mean I think that's a very like valid message <laughs> yeah. um, so you also do music right and you've got yes. a uh, EP out yeah um, so I guess my uh, question around that is is you obviously within your music have um, poetic lyrics right um, so where where do you feel your um, creative talent for coming up with words has come from i'm not sure i mean i know well well i know because i first well i guess i first i first ex- well explored this from um from from when i was asked to do poetry mm. and um I, mean, I guess i've always been quite a thoughtful person i always tend to i don't know anal- analyze stuff and think of stuff yeah so yeah, so I guess partly my my imagination, and I guess if I'm doing something that I enjoy, as I yeah tend to enjoy poetry, when I'm working on that, then I have a you know, I guess a drive to you know to well to try and make my poem good or yeah, and yeah to work on that and develop it that sort yeah that sort that sort of thing. So your so, so your work has led you to as you said just now to become the uh, res- the resident poet at Carousel Radio. Um, so do you want to tell us a little bit about how that came to pass? How did you start to get involved with Carousel and what your kind of role there currently entails? So I, well, I first heard about Carousel with um, through, heart, through Heart and Soul. And mm. I, they, there was a flyer uh, about if I wanted to um, get involved with them. And uh, so so I sent an, sent an email to Dave, uh, Dave Lavis from Carousel. And one of the things it mentioned was their radio show, and uh, and I said about I send in like some of my mu- uh, musical poetry to tr- you know to try and get on the radio. And I said I sent in, I sent I sent in some of my music, and he said then that for their next show, which was about the senses, if I could write a poem based on that theme, and I came up with a poem I wrote about sensory overload uh, called "The Sense All Has Fallen." And that yeah, and Dave said he thought it was really powerful, but really powerful, and he thought it was a good, a good, an interesting interpretation 
of the theme and it, then it then then he and so because of hearing that poem he he asked if I wanted to do something for every show as a resident poet and so yeah so I've been doing that now for quite yeah quite some time it's mm. I'm gonna say some month it's probably I think it's more, it's more than a year actually now but and I've sometimes I've played my music at some of their gigs in mm-hmm. Brighton and yeah. the first time I played there I'm was did an interview for Carousel Radio as well. And there were, yeah, some other projects, like I wrote a a short play for them in a project they have, and um, and a little play will be going out in, uh, I believe, in March. Mm. And there's, uh, yeah, some other things as well, another project with them where I'm going to try and write a, a longer play of, over about a year and hopefully... Hopefully, try and get it like uh, it get it performed. So, so I think the... we now should uh, briefly, perhaps, have a little conversation about your second piece. So, your second piece is titled uh, "The Bullies Always Win." Um, so, my first kind of question then is, why did you write this piece? So it was one, and that, it, I I was um, I thought of what I thought of was um, it would be a good subject to write about. I mean. I'd, yeah, personally, always be. I've been bullied a lot, like ever since. Well, since I was at least since I was in school, and then when outside of when I was at school, when I was still school age, and also a bit in college as well. Or sometimes just general when getting abused when I've been walking walking down the street. Sometimes as an adult, luckily that hasn't happened in a while, but it's a few years ago last time it happened. And so partly from personal experience, but also from. Uh, things that other well other people will be able to relate to not just i mean so a lot yeah obviously a lot of people maybe most people have been bu- bullied at some point in their lives but yeah but then i thought about other types of bullying there is as well so not just the typical sort of getting picked on like mostly might happen in school or in education or places at work or at home but also i thought about other types of bullying like online bullying or cyber bullying as it's called about and about that, and also about sort of the consequences if you respond to that sort of bullying yeah. and other sorts of bullying, like I say, like like sort of political bullying and sort of propaganda and the way, say, like the media will sort of, will represent the sort of political party, the the politics it wants, the type it wants, and sort of and vilify the opposition mm. and how they'll or not just and and if. And if you respond to that, then you'll be let to that sort of bullying. And if you respond to that, and then you then you'll be viewed as the one who's a bully, the one who's hateful. Yeah. So, so you um, briefly mentioned there that um, a couple of years back there was an incident as an adult, which you maybe suffered some abuse on the when you're out in public. So I had, um, I guess I kind of would have as would have assumed and hoped that in as a kind of adult that's something that people which suffer with autism don't have to deal with um so if you don't mind you can you can you tell us a little bit about what happened in that event and how that then like affected you i mean the last time i remember getting abuse i believe it was not wasn't to do well not not to do with me being autistic i don't believe it was just uh something that it happens less now I think, but uh, because um, because of me having like quite long hair, I would I'd get just abuse. Like I'll cut your hair, you you know, in uh, swear word, um, mm-hmm. and you know that sort of thing. And the abuse for that, just as I'm walking down the street and stuff like that. 
And um, but yeah, cause I, I used to get that a lot more. It happens a, lot, a bit less, I think, maybe more because having long hair more recently has become more mainstream and not as unusual and not something you get. You, you get called, you know, Jesus or something. Uh, actually, I remember, I remember once. I think actually it might have been the last time it happened. I remember saying Moses, and they couldn't even get the insult right. They're saying <laughs> Moses. <laughs> <remember> the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, couldn't even come up with the right insult. Yeah, yeah they didn't no, hadn't even done their research. Pretty, like, ha- pretty embarrassing. Yeah, <laughs> how how ignorant bullying is displayed in that that incident. Yeah. Well, look, great. Well, look, I um, can't wait to I can't wait to hear your second piece that you're going to perform for us on Word Spoken. Um, so yeah, I think we should just jump straight on in. This is Sam with the bullies always win. I was always bullied for anything my classmates could hold against me. When I shouted back at them. They laughed at my anger, anything I did was funny. Now the classroom is online, it never goes away. You think you delete it, people can retrieve it, it could ruin all your days. The playground goes on to when you're fully grown, just behind a screen. If you shout back, then you'll be trapped, all of your views demeaned. You can have your opinion displayed to others, You have different views. You think you can hide. You find fame of the worst kind. The bullies are still after you. I break free out of this web and will call out to see my friends. I can't stand their behaviour. I'll do them a favour. Some alternatives I'll recommend. The people I felt close to are now slipping away. They think, what an idiot. Think of a awkward and distant. This punishment keeps me at bay. Now everywhere feels like a playground. I'm scared of what I should say. Even the private's public. I'm sure they'll be suffering, whether I'm quiet or brave. The bullies now have the power to make life worse for communities. You fight back in rage, then you're the one who's hateful. You lose when they control how you're seen. Sam, thank you so much for that second piece. Um, I could really sense that there was a lot of power in your words there and I guess maybe a bit of anger when you were writing that. Um, so it's really great that you've been able to put that anger into something productive and something you know like a poem in that kind of sense. Um, so thank you for sharing that with us. Um, so yeah, I guess my question then uh, around that kind of piece is what role do you think uh, spoken word and poetry has sort of played in your life and I guess that could also kind of be how do you feel your life would be different if you didn't do spoken word I think it's been a way to I can well be creative and also express myself mm-hmm. uh, well like my uh, like with my music it's when I, I getting to sort of say sort of how I'm feeling so, so yeah it's partly well a good way well not only of uh, if, if you think something's different to someone, it's good to yeah explain how you're feeling or if there's an issue that you think that people should be aware of but there aren't, you know, and you think no one's saying that, you think, oh, yeah, I could say that. Mm. So there's that way, there's, you know, so it's sort of self-expression and sort of in trying to inform people about things that I think that should be talked about as well, a way of being creative. And, I mean, if I didn't have poetry and i guess i'd well i would say i'd focus on the music but then i think because my, my 
lyrics were really influenced by my poetry. So mm. I'm not sure if my music would still be there or just not as, or maybe the uh, the lyrics would be less good because I wouldn't have had to have uh, written the poems for yeah as long. I mean, it was when I was about 13 or 14 that I decided I wanted to be a musician because I was really into music. Mm. And I wanted to be uh, yeah, a rock star being, you know, on the TV and re- release albums and play gigs and stuff. So, yes, I guess I still would have got in, got into music. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I might not have, uh, well, wouldn't, yeah, have as many different ways to express uh, myself. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and I wouldn't have got, well, involved, well, might not have got, yeah, the same same stuff with with um, Carousel or, I mean, or, I mean, possibly if they, if my, if they still like my music, cause I could, um, if I'd written, I'm, I maybe I might have written a, po- a song about the senses instead of a, rather than a, a poem, yeah. yeah. So I don't know if then they would have still said, oh, maybe you could write a song each week or not. Yeah. As a, so, so when it comes to your writing process, do you tend to sort of come up with an idea first and then put it down on paper? How, how, how do you approach the writing process with your poetry? Yeah. So depends. I mean, sometimes, I'll just suddenly think of something. I'll uh, and it's but oh no, I better I better write that down somewhere. And um, or sometimes it will be like if say I'm working with Carousel or or when I've done something with Heart of Soul or 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 uh, or a poetry workshop with that somewhere else. Then I'm, then it'll be like I'll, uh, I'll if and I might be given asked to write something in a, in a theme. Then I might just write, come up with what I think. I can do um and uh, I'll just yeah I'll sort of think okay what could I, what what could that be about that poem what in, what interpretation of the idea could I come up with and I'll be, mm. right I think about what what I can say I mean there are different ways actually a way of writing that that uh didn't do if, until I did this uh course in uh London it was uh, I think and um I think it was Vision for Young Londoners. I think it was. Um, we performed some. We wrote some poetry. Performed it at City Hall. Oh yeah. And and uh, that was where I first heard the term uh, free write, where you would just just write whatever came to your head. You wouldn't wouldn't do what I'd normally do, which tends to think about wait, is that good or maybe that maybe I should say what should I come, should I say this or rather than just can't just what comes up it comes up out of your head straight away and straight, so how, straight yeah. onto a page and then yeah. just work work with it from there. Yeah, and it would just be like, okay, write something in this amount of time, and I thought that that was quite a good way, yeah, way of way of working as well. And and sometimes I've tried to, yeah, and it's occasionally sometimes when I've been writing uh, poetry, I've been like, okay, let's just let's let's try that and not just think about think about what I'm going to do and just just pretty much write, mm. write just write what comes to me and then. Look at look at afterwards and see if that works better. I mean, do you, do you have any uh, spoken word artists or poets that you look up to and like really really like their work and maybe listen or read to a lot of their stuff? I I really I um when I have uh, been performed uh, open mics and gigs, uh, including when I perform musical as well as as well as when I perform poetry, I, I remember seeing. Um, some spoken word artists I thought were really good, and I thought it was interesting that there's a lot more uh, poets were doing political stuff than songwriters. Because in in when you do music for a long time, I found it was that you kind of some sadly it seemed that you're often discouraged from doing political stuff, and yeah. you 
encouraged to write just a catchy, simple love song with all the sort of cliche and, and have all the all the sort of cliches, all the rhymes, and just have it sound like something people already heard, so people will like it because they like what's familiar to them. Uh, with and with my music and with most of my, well, I think probably pretty much everything, every creative sort of thing I've done, like my drawing or my poetry, I, I like to to try and push the boundaries to do something that's different that doesn't sound like something someone else has done and also sounds like me and that won't sound like anyone else because I'm you know well everyone's an indi- individual and I yeah. well being autistic I stand out to stand out from other other people as well so I thought so I really admired well a lot of the the uh people I'd hear at open mics were were really were really good and um they just kind of well they sort of and, and that encouraged me to try and make my spoken word stuff better like um, a lot of uh, Holly Holly McNish's stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? She uh, the things the a lot of the things that she talks about and how she does her poems. Yeah. No, I mean that all. Uh, yeah, I think she's she's great. She's certainly one of my favorites. Um, I was listening to her EP and I was just reminded of how it's such an amazing piece of work. Um, so when so um, let's kind of bring this back then so when was the first time you ever did an open mic uh, for spoken word and were you nervous at all or were you quite comfortable on stage it's difficult to think when that was actually because um, I when I started doing open mics it was always with music and it was before it yeah was well, like, I guess you had that I guess as more like a starting off didn't you yeah so I, was, I think I was already quite by the time I did spoken word I was already quite used to um, I was quite used to performing life performing the words I'd written so I think by the time I'd first performed poetry and open mic I'd already performed music uh at, at, at gigs and I'd already and I'd, and I'd also already read some some poetry at some like a, a events things that I performed at, like the thing at City Hall I think I hadn't performed a poetry and open mic before mm. I think it may have been the first time I did poetry and open mic I think was I was actually performing. I was doing some songs, and I thought I'd also come uh, read what a poem that I'd written. It was a poem that I'd written on that. Uh, actually, I've written in that uh, free write style that I'd done with uh, that I'd written for the course that I'd done, where um, we later performed some stuff at um, at the at City Hall. And mm-hmm. so I, I like because because I guess as you kind of said, there's similar skill set right to both being a musician and a spoken word artist. Um, but lots of poets that I speak to almost kind of say that uh, even if, you know, they've been in front of people, when it comes to poetry, which often tends to be uh, perhaps more personal and more raw than than music, and there's nothing to hide behind, that they can often find that it's a bit more intense for a first time. But are you basically saying that that, that wasn't really the case for you? Yeah, I don't think it was. I mean, it still felt intense. I mean, I guess generally my performances. Uh, of, of either my music or poetry or, or or acting, it feels feels intense. If I'm, you know, if I if I have a buzz about it and I'm going for it, well, I mean, partly because my songs tend to be very personal and about things that I feel really strongly about and uh, you know passionate passionate about and really think people should hear. So there was there was that, but I mean, I guess also that with because I was quite used to the well taking from my music the, the thing about the you know singing in certain rhythms and stuff but it was good because I, I didn't have to worry about if i was in tune and stuff like often with music um had it had issues with um sort of singing about being in, in tune and it's mm. still yeah it could still be a 
a challenge at some point. So it was, you know, I didn't have to worry about that. So, so in some ways, in some ways, it was. Uh, some ways it's easier but then in some ways because maybe because there's yeah as you say because it's not the instrument as well if in some ways it feels more it can feel more intense so because it's yeah but still yeah not that the music isn't that still passionate and intense but there's yeah sometimes it can feel more intense because it's just the words it is yeah yeah and when it when it comes to your music right so what are the influences for you uh in the music world like what kind of music do you listen to and enjoy and hope to emulate I mean, I like a lot of rock music, and I mean, when I started doing my sort of songs that I do at the moment, I started doing. I was listening to um, some sort of folk stuff like Bob Dylan and Woody Guthrie, and also Johnny Cash and or more country, and also um, I was also listening to kind of different genre, well, kind of mix of genres. Uh, I was listening to some Tom Waits as well, and I was influenced by. All of that, all of them, a bit, but um, and I thought my music was folk, but people thought it sounded more kind of punky, which I think was because I was still influenced by a lot of the rock, the sort of rock and metal and punk bands that I was listening. That I, you know, that I'd always liked. Well, liked since I was about thirteen, yeah. fourteen. So, so I guess kind of from that kind of sixties set, seventies uh, era is where most of your influences come from, and I think that just kind of come through when I've heard when I've heard the tracks of yours on on online so yeah i think that um makes sense um so look we're gonna um jump onto your third and final piece that you're going to perform to us um so yeah i really really like this piece when you sent it over um so yeah thank you for doing that um tell us a little bit about maybe when you wrote this piece um it's called i wish i was bothered it was something i wanted to um write about because um about yeah about kind of about sometimes being maybe um well either apathetic or just not not caring enough or feeling you should feeling you should do something about whatever you feel strongly enough but not being able to bring you to and maybe being too kind of depressed or down or not not able to bring yourself to to do something action that's that and so I thought yeah that and that kind of influenced me to write well to write about that subject really well great um so I think yeah we should jump straight on into your third piece um, so yeah, thank you for uh, coming on to Westspoken and performing this. We're going to have one quick chat again after this final piece. Um, but this is Sam Castle Ward with "I Wish I Was Bothered." I wish I could be bothered to care about what I should do. I wish I cared enough to try and do something. I wish I tried to do something about how I'm not bothered. I wish not being bothered bothered me. I wish I could be bothered to hound the powers that be. I wish I'd use my power to tell others to get involved. I wish I was involved enough to bother those in power. I wish I could bother trying to change the world. I wish people wouldn't bother those they don't tolerate. I wish we didn't tolerate the hate we see directed at others. I wish we wouldn't hate those angry who didn't bother to hear us. I wish we'd bother them until they hear the truth. I wish people would bother to condemn their true oppressors. I wish others who are oppressed weren't blamed for what's gone wrong. I wish the oppressors weren't blamed and that'd be enough to cause a bother. I wish we'd bother to stop fighting each other. I wish I was bothered that the TV shows consumed me. I wish the time consumed was better spent. 
I wish I'd spend my time making people bothered about me. I wish I was bothered more by real life than TV. I wish I could be bothered to try and care enough. I wish they'd care enough to think to get in touch. I wish I didn't think talking about this would bother them. I wish the past didn't bother me. Now I just don't bother. I wish I could be bothered to say more. Sam, thank you very much for performing that uh, piece for us on Words Spoken. That was um, really, really great. Um, yeah, and I really enjoyed it. Um, so uh, my question around that uh, piece is where have you performed that piece? And is there a kind of certain place or venue where you feel that's resonated more? So the first time I performed that in front of people was at a poetry group. And it was called um, Word Rhythms. And it was it was in Redbridge, and I. So when I when I read it, that was that was the first time I'd heard um, heard people say it was really good. So when I got to the uh, the last line of the first verse, I remember someone really just proper broke into la- laughing proper loudly at that line, and I got really some really good uh, some really good compliments about that one, and that's why that's the the poem that I've. Ten- uh, that I've tended to often try and include uh when i've uh performed or when i've you know yeah when i've shown people it and i performed that uh with that group we got to perform uh we did perform at a uh, scratch night at redbridge drama center where we which is where we met to, for the group and then from that we were offered also to perform at um uh fail up waters uh fail up fair it's called the and I performed my music a lot of times at uh, Fair Lot Fair, but I was, no, I was always not on the kind of one of the main stages. We were I was with this organisation, uh, Redbridge Music Lounge, and also this uh, Redbridge Green Fair Music Club. They they would put on gigs together, but we were always not on the big stages where it felt like a big fest. We were always uh, just shoved off in a sort of little another area, but was which you you know was either being drowned out by the other stuff or was just so far away that you, you, <laughs> that you, people, you, know, you people wouldn't see it and didn't feel like part, it was part of the same thing. So it was great. Then I got to actually, yeah, just live my dream of actually performing on the, on the main stage, on one of the main stages oh, there. Cool. And so I, and I did that poem there because, um, yeah, because of the yeah good recep- good reception it's got how that's the one that people always that say that they really love yeah no i mean i i think that makes a lot of sense i really like the attitude in it it's kind of um yeah i just think it's a really great piece so i can see why that um has uh, been the case for you um so my final kind of question to you um as we're coming to the end of the show um is what have you got planned for the future so as we've kind of said uh you're a man of many talents right you've got lots of creative outlets and many of which you obviously are very productive in so what is your kind of focus i guess for the next year and perhaps what are the aims that you hope to achieve so there's a few things i mean at the moment the main thing is uh with heart and soul i'm going to be recording some of my songs that i've been performing that i'm playing uh I've been playing them with a, a band. We've been rehearsing them before we record them. And we're going to rec- try to re- record the EP in the summer and have a, um, have a have a launch night at the end of, hopefully at the end of this year when we'll release, when the EP will be released. And um, it'll be the first EP that I've done with um, Heart and Soul, not one that's not just been just uh, by myself. 
and yeah i mean also we'll we'll get to perform uh, with this this band we'll get to perform it um at heart and souls event the beautiful octopus club which will, this year will be on the 24th of april at uh, welcome collection in euston in london mm-hmm. and there'll be there's some other things i'll be doing i mean i'm also going to be uh acting in a of, in a play, in a version of uh, the famous play uh, Animal Farm. Oh yeah. In uh, and that'll be in um, in a, sort of in October at Redbridge Drama Centre. And there's there are other sort of plans as well. I mean, someone was saying I uh, I should do a poetry book. Should be cool. I mean, because um, that'll be. I mean, you wouldn't get the uh, the performance as much because that's one of the things people say a lot. They really like the way I perform it, but. Mm. Same person who told um, uh, told me that said also um, is a well, an artist. Um, her name's Anahita Harding, and she but she said she re, uh, but she said she really likes the way I perform my way I sort of perform my poems. But she she said she thought I should do a poetry book. Yeah, and um, actually I remember looking at a poetry book someone had written, and it was interesting the way that things were written out. Um, the words were written out, not in and um, the book when you read it, it was a bit creative as well, which be an interesting way could um i could um yeah other ways to express it without the actual people actually hear hearing yeah uh, physically hearing the do you, poems do you have quite a large then back catalog of poems which you feel you could use to make a kind of book or would that involve maybe writing some new new pieces i think it would be good to do a bit of a bit of both i mean yeah i have yeah well, a lot yeah a lot of poems i think could be included but there are some other ideas it would be good to uh, other ideas for poems it would be good to to write as well for it for the book as well yeah and um well cool well i look forward to um seeing what your what is what you've got installed for this year and yeah it would be great to uh see if you came up with that poetry book idea i think that's a really great idea and certainly something that you should get um well that you should have a look into so yeah i wish you all of the best with those things um remind uh everyone where they can find you on social media and if you have any other things that you would like to plug on the show yeah so yeah to find me um on social media uh so my name's sam castor ward and if you say want to find me on say on facebook or twitter or instagram the uh my name or at name as people sometimes call them is sam castor ward so which and that's spelled just S-A-M-C-A-S-T-E-L-L-W-A-R-D. And, uh, I mean, I have... Uh, my 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 EP uh, is on Bandcamp, which you can download. Uh, yeah, and I have a website, which is Sam Caster Award, as, as it is in my at name, just without at at the start, just samcasterward.com. And, yeah, I mean, there's, the, there's those things. I mean, yeah, so... If anyone's if anyone's in London, they would be great if they could come to uh, to see me perform at the Beautiful Octopus Club with the band mm-hmm. from Heart and Soul on the yeah, 24th of April at, at Welcome Collection in mm-hmm. Houston. And yeah, there's um yeah, and if people hear the um the um the uh, we have Redbridge uh, Community Theatre Company who I'm performing my uh, my acting with in uh, other and our version of uh, Animal Farm, which we, mm-hmm. which people will be able to get tickets to and um, and go to see it, and the and they'll be able to get tickets later and go and go down to see the to see the play at um, at Redbridge Drama Centre. 
to, yeah, in October to kind of towards the, more towards the end of the year. Lovely. Okay, cool. Well, great. Well, thank you very much for coming on to Wordspoken. Um, really enjoyed your pieces. Um, I think you have something very unique to say, and it's and it's really great to see that um, your creative outlets almost allow you to kind of have a voice and to process your thoughts and also ex- express yourself. Um, and I think you do all of those things to uh, a very good standard. So yeah, thank you very much for coming on to Wordspoken. Um, and yeah, thank you guys. We will see you all next week. Thank you, Sam. Cool. Thanks for having me. You're welcome.